Welcome to Imagine Me and Yusha, a revolutionary girl Usana podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How are you doing, Alice? Um, hi, I'm here for Feminism 101 with uh, Tuga Kiryo, Kiryo, Kiryo. That's right. <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> if he's not here in 15 minutes, we can legally leave, right? Here with us are Gio and Yasha from Empty Movement. How you guys doing? Hello. I'm stuck in hell here. (laughs) It's just Canada. Oh yeah, it's snowing though. And I think that's all that's here in the voice chat right now, right? I think Puri had to leave. Comes in. Um, I'm still around. Okay, Puri is here. We also have Puri with us from the Empty Movement Discord. How you doing, Puri? I'm okay. We are here to do a Q&A session with Gio and Yasha and also basically anybody that wants to just jump into the Empty Movement voice chat. Ask us shit. But we're going to be taking questions from, I have some questions from Twitter that you guys have sent in in the past couple of days. And we'll also be taking questions from the Discord chat and also the Twitch chat. And we're just going to answer some questions. There's not really like a set topic tonight. Our first question was sent in by co-host Alice, which was, when does the stream start? And will I ever remember when recordings start? And the first answer was, we technically started a while ago but also we started very late so you would not be remiss for having forgotten when we were supposed to record second will you ever remember sorry alice you won't you're gonna message me every day that we have to record to check when we're supposed to start recording but it's fine because i am always happy to help you i think i asked you when we're recording next like Two or three times a week, minimum. I think I often see it. It is at least twice per recording planned. <laughs> but also, in our our Google Doc questions, our very first question is, does Toga have a small dick? All right. So, as evidence. my It's regular size. Yeah. My it's answer regular, is yeah. it's probably regular it's size. It's probably regular size. Probably. But... Again, I got It's not the right question. He's a 14 year old boy. He's 16. Okay, he's a 16 year old boy. 17. Oscar from the Discord chat has another question. Do you guys know if there are any particularly interesting meanings in the characters' names? I know Utena is the calyx of a flower and Anthe is a goddess. Well, you know, Akio. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Wait, first, we have to. We have to get to the bottom of this dick question. Dick question. Anthos, like, Anthe is derived from anthos, which is Greek for flower. Okay, so and in the- turn, it is dianthus, which is a fusion of dios and anthos, respectively. And it's also a kind of pink flower, like a whole genus. That's true, but actually, Anthea is also a goddess, and I would say that's probably what Anthea is named after, is the goddess. Let's see. Heaven above calyx, prince shrine flower, fuck off. <laughs> Polonia is a, is a tree, I believe, winter bud, West Garden Temple pod one, existence live river, I think not, I think dead river. No, you know what, though? Case. You know what, though? All of these name translations are not very are good. I mean, not very not good. Like, we need to get new We ones. know that. We Fragrant know that. trunk. Because, you know, Mickey is a fragrant trunk. Tree glass. 
young leaf in a bamboo. And that sounds about right. Um, and Wakaba means small leaf, which makes yeah. Sionji's gift for her yeah. particularly meaningful. That's Oh, now I'm sad. Now I'm sad too. I'm very sad. Nikaye, honorable shadow. Uh, beautiful one. I In the manga, they, they make a reference to Akio's name being <laughs> having to do something with light. I remember that. Uh, and the devil. Yeah, because the whole thing being. Yeah, he's Lucifer. That was the sort of thing. Oh, look at me. I'm Akio. I'm Lucifer. <laughs> It's also Akio's birthday. We didn't mention that, but it is. Yeah, it's Akio's birthday. But getting back to the dick question. <laughs> very important. The very important dick question. Where Why does um, Toga's dick need to be 12 inches long? <laughs> was the question. Was... <laughs> that was the argument that I got into on the forums in like 2006, I think, the year that it started. Somebody was literally arguing that Toga and Akio should have 12-inch penises. Nothing and I'm sitting there like, except for a fucking elephant. Why? Why would anyone want that? I mean, for one, I mean, if if his dick twelve inch isn't as pleasurable as it as it sounds, if, if you wouldn't be able to wear pants. If his dick was that big, every girl in Otori would be walking around spraddle legged and bleeding. Actually, no, they like, would no. actually be able to fly. They would just like no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> if it was that big. Interaction would literally like knock them out. They would, they, if it was that big, they would pass yeah, out no. just from getting like horror. Everybody would like, be limping. And this you, person, it, they would never get to that point because they would have like passed out already. Here's a bigger issue, actually. Here's a bigger IRL for real. Hey, real Scar, issue. send me a picture. After a certain length, it <laughs> becomes difficult for them to become fully erect because there's not actually enough blood to engorge the penis. Yes. So when so, you've got these people that are like freakishly 11 and 12 inches, their their penises tend not to get very hard. Yeah, they're kind of soft. They're kind of soft and floppy. Yep. A soft penis is what Akio deserves. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, that's fine. That, Look, yeah, that's, 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 that's that definitely whole, fair. That's that whole movie conversation and we're not going but, there right now. Uh, we're not going like, there right now. Why, <laughs> what really yeah. staggered me about that was the uh, fixation okay. on the idea that they should have these large penises for literally no reason. It's kind of no funny for there to be this like heavy reliance on some sort of like male masculine power yeah. display. In a show about deconstructing male masculine well, I powers. Think, I, think, I think this might have been one of the unironic, like, is... Akio and Toga fans kind oh, of Oh, God. This might have been one of those, people. like, early era Toga and Akio fans that are actually, like, cis male white fans of yeah. either of them, and it got creepy. The... Cis male white fans of Akio are banned from my podcast. Don't show your face here. I don't want you. As Akio's number one fan, I will say I have yet to meet a straight male Akio fan that I didn't immediately hate and didn't immediately want to chuck off. Geo, you're the only Akio fan that I will stand. <laughs> that is because Aww. I do not stand Akio. <laughs> exactly. I do not know why any Anyone would want to stand Akio. That kind of destroys all the sex appeal. But yep, you know, sure does. But yeah, if you're a straight male Akio fan, there's like a ninety percent chance you're that fan because you approve of or live vicariously through his behavior. In which case, 
Fuck you. fuck you. Yeah, cishet, straight, Akio fans, fuck off. Hey, Panda. Yeah? Can I get a Yahoo? And by Yahoo, I mean a Twitter question? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, we can get a Twitter question if you guys want another Twitter question. Okay, next question. Twitter question. Where is Deco? There's an A through C Co in the anime and E and F Co in the movie. Also from Runicorn Spirit, Sam Cruz, our friend. So. Is there a Deco in the game? But they is, didn't... is Deco the... I don't know that there's a Deco in the game. No, that's the thing. I think Deco is the protagonist of the game. I feel like, I yeah. think that that's... Really? I I, yeah, so. I think so. She's never named. Excellent. But that's why I think she is, because she's kind of a shadow that the player interacts through. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's my theory on that. The player like, insert. Exactly. Yeah. I swear no, I like that, that shown somewhere, yeah. too, so, is, like, her default name or something. I no, swear. No, it's not. No? It's not. We go. named her Deco. Oh. All right, well, then we head canon to canon. It's, it's canon yes, now. Deal it's with canon it. now. Deal with it. Deco is the, the main character the of the game. There you go. Also, we had a question that we did answer in our previous recording, so to speak, uh, that is technically lost. Uh, and a question from the Discord chat from our pal Oscar. Do you guys have any Utena rare pairs that you think are interesting but not dissected much? Platonic, romantic, healthy, Walk unhealthy, any pair. Up. And I'm going to add Sanji to that. Yeah, I mentioned Wakaba and Nanami. Oscar said that he likes Jury Anthe because it brings out the worst of Jury. Nice. And the best of Anthe, I'm going to argue. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Anthe does tempt her with that rose on and purpose. And upside the face for it, yep. lest we forget. Yep. Anthe knows how to push those buttons, but I feel like everybody knows how to push Jury's buttons. She doesn't really hide it. I mean, <laughs> to Toga knows how to push Jury's buttons. <laughs> I know what a Toga sits in men's. Don't you dare! Mansplains her own lesbianism to her in like every version. Well, maybe not the movie, but in the series and the musical, Toga sits mansplains to Jury how she's a lesbian. Yeah, but at least in the musical, this is like kind of a demure like musical number instead of like while he throws knives at Miki and sounds very like like smarmy. I really like him both because <laughs> like, he's a smarmy bitch and it's great. He's like, LOL, could it be that you're gay? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, that girl, you know, that girl that you're fixated on. Maybe you want to fuck her. From the Twitch chat, Akio is like Rick and Morty. You can enjoy it, but you shouldn't trust a man who says they like yeah. it. Oh my no, god! No, Akio is like Rick and Morty. You have to have an truth. extremely high, high IQ. IQ. I hate you. Go away. <laughs> They're both true. We need to actually end this stream right now. Um, are we still on the shipping question? We can. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. I want to bring up that I still want Chigusa and Jury hate sex, and of course, there's a whole Chigusa and Kose thing. Chigusa and Jury would have hate sex for sure. Okay, as I said, Jury is going to have hate and, sex uh, with anyone. I want to see sex. how Chigusa and Kanai interact because Kanai is pretty much the personification of everything Chigusa hates. Being the princessy type who doesn't need to do anything but look pretty. ZDK in the Discord chat just said, Utana, I turned myself into a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> No! 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 No!
Hey, Alice, I think I have to kick you off of our podcast. No, no, let me know. Okay. Okay. Also from Utina Chat. Best ship Koga Utina toxic DS Alice, I have to kick you out. You're you're gone from this podcast. I'm sorry. You are I can't breathe. Utina is the dom in that relationship. And Toga's the sub. Hiraku536, what if the creators actually went for the the conventional shoujo manga route for Utina? That's just the Utina manga, my dude. Go read that. Then there'd be no podcast right now, I suspect. Like, it, that's literally just the Utina manga. Go read that. Except it's also very good. I'm a manga apologist now. Sorry. I the think the, the takedown all... in the show would be less effective if you didn't have the playing it straight in the manga to bounce yeah. it off of, I think. That's, that's fair. And we all know now. Definitely. The manga was functioning under so many limitations that this show wasn't. Yeah. Like, all of the limitations by the editors and managers that were above Chio Saito really interfered in the production of it. And so it's it's kind of like... Yeah, I don't want to downplay how much Chio Saito had to bend to other people's desires to create the version of Utsuna that she did. But it is, at least up until, like, volume three, a more traditional shoujo. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just read, um, because someone translated it and then showed it to me, one of the interviews that was done for, I think, the Laserdisc is is someone that did the directing for uh, Wakaba's first episode. Of they did the storyboards for, I think, episode 25 and 30. And this guy said of episode 30, the barefoot girl, that the goal was to capture the romantic kind of tone of Chiho Saito's work. And I can't imagine they said that without a smug awareness that they were severely debunking it. Yep. Because episode 30 is not drawn or storyboarded in any way to be, like, actually romantic and shoujo. It wears that. It definitely tries for that. But the creators of the series, I think, are very aware that they're taking Chihosaito's style and, like... Well, because there's a lot of problems with romance just in general. There is, like... And it's something that I've noticed a lot because I like to write romances, but romance as a genre and romance as a writing convention are just absolutely full of the most toxic shit you can possibly imagine and that extends to shoujo it's not fun no it's really not like i mean people like 50 shades what the actual fuck (laughs) literal rape listen sometimes people have bad taste certain people on this call might like akio Hi. <laughs> That's fine. I That's tried. fine as long Fuck as you're... You because okay. your timing here implies that Akio is on level with Christian Grey. And I... Yeah, like... I mean, would Akio wear Dom jeans? He would. Yeah, but he would also wear... Okay, that, that, which Christian Grey does That's not. fair. Okay. Akio has way more manipulative skills than Christian Grey. The end. That's true. Christian Grey sucks. Akio sucks more, but like in a bad way, not in a funny way. Let Akio wear Dom jeans, 2018. I will never escape these diapers. Let Akio wear diapers, 2018. Oh yeah. Depends of the world. What I'm talking about is the the really toxic conventions that romance has. And I think like 
Chio Saito was actually somebody who was taking gender studies classes and things like back when it was like a weird thing that you had to search out. She's actually somewhat of a feminist herself. Um, so it makes it kind of a puzzle for me to try and discern what in the manga were things that she had to do to conform to style and what in the manga was things that she wanted to do. Because sometimes you can see those things really clearly, like with Toga. You can see. Definitely with Toga. You can you can actually see he like, the dividing out at moments line. In, the, in the manga. Exactly. He sneaks out a little. Toga has this split personality mm-hmm. between being the shoujo manga prince and being this complete asshole bastard. There's this great moment in the manga that I kind of wish had been in this in the series where it's after Toga has won Anthea as the Rose Bride and blah 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 and for some reason Sanji's shown up and he smacks her in the face. And Toga's like, stop, stop that, stop hitting her. But when he does it, he's got his hand, like, like his chin in his hand, and he just looks so bored with Sainji's tedious abuse and shit. And it's yeah. just so, like... Like, just absolutely like, bored. Like, mm-hmm. please stop playing with my things. Yeah. You total idiot. Like, God. And it's just so, like, you're a healthy person for sure. Yeah, and... And she pairs that with this, like, very stereotypical shoujo romance thing that's going on. Like, my Venus. So, it's, yeah. So, but but what I'm saying is, <laughs> divide very clearly between what Chio Saito kind of wanted to do and what she had to do. And it kind of makes the manga a puzzle. You can definitely see a lot more of that influence in, like, volumes three and four than you can in volumes one and two. Because that was that would be when it was getting established. Like when it was new, she probably had to play it a lot safer. Oh, shit. But figure out. I'm gonna figure out whether Just episode thirty happened first or whether that scene in the manga happened first. Ooh, yeah. I want to know. That would be good. That would be good. Because the manga version of it sucks. Ass. If I had to guess, I would say that they had the idea for episode thirty. And then that was given to Chiho Saito, and then maybe they were just written independent of each other. I think at one point, Chiho Saito runs ahead of them or something like that, because it comes up at some point. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, in what interview I saw that in, but I remember it being implied that she had to finish her story before they finished it. Okay. How that pans out. But I would be curious to know which of those got birthed first. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's me being on my shit. Is there another question? Yeah, let's let's hit up another question. (laughs) Next! Do you guys want to pull up a Google question, or do you want me to give a Twitter question? One just popped up on mine. Laura asks, who will be the first and last of the remaining students to graduate from Otori, and why? Can anyone graduate from Otori? Nanami's ass is out of there, like, day three. She's fucking done. And Sayanji is too. They're both done. And the last one to graduate, probably Toga. He might not graduate. He might yeah, just he end might up not graduate at all. School. Toga might just stay there. So yeah, <laughs> Nanami first, Toga last. Actually, no. That he will have to graduate because Nanami and Sayanji do, and he is utterly reliant on their emotional support. So he'll um, leave to follow. No, her. that's he, true. He, he would limp along for a while trying to get by true. without them. He would try, but he would fail, and he would, he would eventually, eventually fail. So yeah, eventually he would graduate. But I still, I still vote him last. Devotion. Definitely last, though. Probably. Everybody else should graduate before him. You know, I've seen a few fix that that do that, Scarlet. Um, Toga yeah, becoming Toga the new becoming Rose Bride. The new I've Rose seen Bride. that actually yeah. done 
multiple times and I don't know that it works given how much of a gender dynamic is is clearly assumed by that whole setup. Huh. When I wrote it, I had And there's the parallel between Oga and Anthe. Yeah. There which has not been written about it at length. Except by me. Except by, by Chu. Yeah. No one has written about this at length in a very good essay that you can read on the internet. <laughs> at any it's rate, true. when I no when I wrote, when I wrote a new rose story, it was Nanami that was the rose bride, though. Yes. Yep. Because that's how you would do that. Yeah. But yeah, I saw a really good rose bride Nanami cosplay the other day that I loved. Gorgeous. I loved it. <laughs> Excellentness. Although I don't think that would really pan out great for Akia. Yeah, no, no. Like, too many, not, too many bride outfits are gorgeous. I, I feel guilty because I know what they represent, but gosh, they're beautiful. Pretty. They really are. It may be very sad that we never got to see Jury in an orange rose bride dress. Right? Uh, and I like the male rose bride outfits too, like the when one Namiya wears. The gender binary. Jeez. She would totally have like a rose yeah. bride butch outfit. Yeah, Jury would. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. come on. Get on that, people. Um, I have another Twitter question. Okay, we all know that Akio, Toga, and Seonji are at the top of the who is the most garbage list for Revolutionary Girl Utena. But who comes after that? I'd say Shiori is number four, but then again, I am a hashtag hater. Would still love to hear what y'all think. That is a common mistake. Uh, number one trash is Tatsuya. Yes. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. Okay, everything Akio does, everything Toga does, everything Sayanji does. None of them go, oh, but wait, I will Tetsuo? wait for her, no matter how sullied she becomes, because I'm a woke no matter you were Listen, I hate Tatsuya, but there's no way you're going to convince me that he's worse than Akio. Wait, who are we talking about? We're talking about the Onion Prince. Oh, the bland, the bland guy who I forgot had a name. Put the video on. The forgettable dude. Thought you were talking about the little manservant boy. That's, uh, that's a different character. That's Suabuki. Oh, I agree. He is not worse than Akio, but I think because nobody note like gives him the not credit that Tatsuya deserves. I feel like he needs to be okay, nobody goes, oh gee, but Akio is misunderstood or maybe a good guy. Nobody says that. Whereas the actual series creators, when they talk about Tatsuya, say he's a good guy and it's great. Well, that's because they suck. And they're shit. Look, sometimes Things that people who make the things you like say are worse. The, the, our creators are severely problematic. And, uh, we actually got into that on the Discord last night when I started talking about Machio. And it's like, you guys kind of <laughs> fell in love with your creation. And, uh. I can imagine how certain people might see a character like Tetsuya and not think that he's horrible. But I can only imagine those people either being cishet people or just, like, oblivious. The first viewing, I was a lot more sympathetic, and then I watched it again, and it's like, yeah, yeah once I start really paying attention to what he actually says. You know mm-hmm. what it is? Here's nope. a, here's a yeah, for me. what you spot in those rewatches. At no point do Akio and Give us the hot take to be on the moral high ground. Akio is not no. on the moral high ground, and he gets off on that. Toga knows he's not on the moral high ground. He says he's a feminist, but 
no, he knows. He knows. Tatsuya actually thinks he has the moral high ground, and he actually thinks he's being, like, a good and supportive person by saying, no matter how much she's sullied and ruined, I'll still be there for her in the end. Like, that's what bothers me it's about true. it. It's true. Because Akira yep. and Toga know they're garbage, and that's you don't have to you don't have to worry about that. For me, I don't think that Akio knowing that he's garbage makes him better any better. Yeah, and I don't think he like I think he's genuinely like, "Oh, I'm a good guy and I really will wait for her while she gets all, you know, banged out and fucked out by this other guy." Like he's <laughs> No, he's totally some incel that's oh. waiting for his his chick to show up because he's like, "I know." Oh what my I'm god, he is. Tatsuya is an incel for sure. It's 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 straight up Tatsuya Tatsuya is is whatever his name. Look, I don't care what his real Tatsuya. name is. He's, it, he's he's just the incel guy to me now. Yeah, and the that's onion fine, incel. Because that's accurate. The onion incel, <laughs> if you will. But I I, that's I thought Miki was the incel. No, Miki could be smashing half that school. Okay, Miki, Saiji, like Jury, they're not incels because they could be smashing half the school each. With overlap. Yeah. Like, they don't like, for other reasons. Mickey, it, <coughs> he's more Mickey, naive and dumb. Well, yeah. It's not too late Mickey's, for him. It's something he can grow out of. But Tatsuya's entrenched in his niceness. Yeah. Yeah, like, Mickey's not getting any, not because he can't, but because he, like, can't it's bring 13. himself to do anything that's vaguely not the level and squeaky clean. It's true. Because he has a complex about being. And he slut shames, so fuck Mickey too. Yep. Yeah. I thought everybody on this show slut shamed. You know, no, you know who doesn't really slut shame? Akio. Akio doesn't slut shame. <laughs> Except that he literally does. Yeah, no, he, he, Uchino shames and it's terrible, but he doesn't slut shame. He slut shames Utena specifically. God, yeah, but he knows he's literally, like, shitting the bed as far as, like, actually conceivable art. He's still doing it. I know, but, like, come on. <laughs> I don't know how he gets that out with a straight face. I'm impressed. Akio slut shames Utena, and that is a fact. And it's epic fail, and it's proof that he's grasping at straws at that point and getting really into trouble. I mean, that's true, but he still does it. He still does it. He still, like, the fruit is hanging <coughs> in front of him, and he cannot say no, even though it's full of worms. So I'm. Did I, oh my god! All right. Just, next question. Next. Okay. I. Do you guys want to do a question from the Google thing? Let's see. Yes. Have you heard of Starlight Review? I recently started watching it. and I see many many parallels to it. Now I wanted to know what you think. Ooh 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 ooh. Uh oh. I've watched Review Starlight. Uh, then you probably have more to say. It, uh, Yasha has seen zero of it, and I saw one episode, which will probably tell you what I'm about. I have not seen Re Review Starlight yet, so I guess, Alice, this is going to be a you question. Go hard. Okay. I haven't seen Review Starlight either. Review Starlight is what happens when, like, you take Love Live and Utena and, like, try to awkwardly push them into each other. Um... I can see it that. Shares, yeah. yeah, it shares a lot of similarities in the sense that you have, well, literally the duels, you have a, like, sort of transcendent goal that the duelists are aiming for. And you also have this sort of, um, there's a little bit, like, of the repetition of forms. Utsun is really big about repeating the same things of st with, with story beats. Like, there's always the challenge, there's always the skit, there's always the duel, 
there you have repetition. Whereas like when you Starlight, you get you get the duel is repeated, but the actual events in the show outside of the duel are not repeated. I think that's like the biggest difference. And what that does is that review Starlight feels a little grounded, whereas Utsuno feels a little more a bit more mythic and larger than life because it is so locked into that cycle that is just kind of alien to how actual people that's kind of and oh boy this became like such a hot take conversation in my house so i'm gonna try and make it the shorthand version um i watched one episode and i started to watch the second and i didn't actually finish the second and i went home and i went to to yasha i'm like chew am i actually sexist garbage because I I can't get into the show at all. And why? And my problem with the show that I kept coming back to, the only thing I could keep coming back to, is that the only male character is a fucking giraffe. Akio is a giraffe. You might be sexist garbage. And here's it's here's true. It's true. I love the giraffe. The giraffe is the best. I don't I hope okay. they never explain him. Here's but, the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. My, um, my problem with yeah. Review Starlight is the same problem I have had with uh, Yuri Kuma, in that by making it a dramatic story about women, they literally remove men because they do not know how to make a dramatic story about empowered women without actually excluding men entirely, and I find that very disappointing and cheap, and it makes the stakes in Review Starlight completely empty to me. Exactly. That's my like, hot That's kind of... My problem with Puella Meiji Madoka Magica, like, I wondered how, I how like boys would be involved in the magic girl, girl, girl system, but all we ever got is Kyosuke and he's boring. Yeah. yeah, I like series with only women because I'm a misandrist and I hate men. So I am excited when a series doesn't have them. And, and that's, that's legit. That's totally and I fine. totally understand it. I'm stoked that these things exist, but they don't speak to me because of that. That's a lot fair. of the time, the conflicts that women have are resolved in ways that are coded female. And that's, that's cool if that's what you like. But how come we don't have the power-hungry female that does not end up in, with a compromise with the hero in the end? Or becoming friends with them, or that kind of thing, like that. I want to see women so... dig their heel miserably yeah. into the patriarchy's back. I want to see. Back. I want to see people. I want to see women portrayed as people that are doing the same things that Akio and Toga are doing. I want to see women. Gender that... gender. I like the way Sailor Moon does it. Like the like, there's male characters, but the female ones are still front and center, and the male characters are important without overpowering the women or taking taking over them. Uh, let's be real. There's only one important male character in Sailor Moon, and that's Tuxedo Mask. Coonsight, right? Yeah, it's Coonsight, definitely. Okay, I got this. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about, because I, I hate Sailor Moon. That's sorry. the only character I remember that isn't, like, one of the main ones. <laughs> if anyone wants to talk about Sailor Moon, I am here, and I will talk to you about Sailor Moon until we both die. <laughs> okay, Dad, but women doing the same thing Akio does. If Akio was female, how would that change his character to anybody? Exactly. I would like, I I actually, I would like more female characters who are allowed to do bad things and not be, like, 
horrible, evil villain women, which if a woman did the things that Akio did, I would consider them a horrible, evil villain woman, but like... The closest female Akio that I would know in real life would be like one of those pedophile teachers, but they let her keep her job and let her get away with it because oh, women God. molesting little boys is yeah. hot. That's complete bullshit because it's like, it doesn't acknowledge the fact that women can do as much damage as men can do. Also, um, hot take, kind of a bit of context, and I don't really want to like overextend myself here because I'm not like an expert on Japanese culture and I don't want to go there entirely. But older men sleeping with much younger women thing is much more common there. And the perspective might not be that dissimilar to, oh, that lucky girl kind of thing. Yeah. I'm serious. That is, that is okay. implicitly endorsed much more in that culture Can we that I've seen. slightly change back to the, the topic before? Because I Ooh. think... I think what you said about Disney was really, mm. um, because remember what you were saying, mm. yep. villains' goals when they're female in Disney, um, generally speaking, you get women that are focused on beauty, extremely female goals, like the, yeah, like beauty, yeah, for the most part, being beautiful. Being beautiful and popular. Yes. Being beautiful and accepted. Being beautiful. Why can't we have women that just want power? That are fucking Scar. How come there's no chick yeah. Scar except Lion King 2? But let's not. We'll not yeah. go there. We're not, we're not going to um, go into the sequels. But, we're going to sequels. <laughs> but, but are we not going to talk about Lion King 2, my favorite Lion King movie? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, the, in your Disney, totally the, the model for which, you know, villainy is understood, I think, in a lot of Western minds. The female villains are always like, oh, I'm about beauty or I'm about revenge because this bitch didn't invite me to her party or whatever. But the male characters get to be, like, unambiguously, bitch, I just want to run shit. Scar just wants to run shit. Um, Jafar just, Jafar wants, just, to just wants to run shit, shit and like, bang the chick. And yeah, Frollo like, just wants to bang the chick and send her to hell. Like, like why can't we have women with those goals? Why yeah. do women's goals why, why always are women's have to be goals always about, coded Yeah, about, oh, I We need versatile or... female villains. Wait, exactly. have you guys not seen where somebody did the gender-bended Frollo? Yeah, but it's more about, like originally written yeah i'm not saying that i'm just saying if you haven't seen it it's very very worth it because it's amazing yeah we'll, yeah we don't want to start talking like about i don't want to start talking about frollo because i like frollo but as far as <laughs> fucking, you would. fucking shock right but i am so shocked in this moment that you like frollo <laughs> i knew she would as far as review Starlight goes, the reason that we don't get into things like that is just straight because all of the goals, all of the triumphs, all of the um, conflicts are all extremely female-coded, and we don't have female characters that have just straight, I want power kind of goals, or I want to destroy everything kind of goals. That kind of doesn't exist Except in places Nanami. like that. Except Nanami because she's a badass. But like, but like what I saw of 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 it, even the characters that Nanami is a bad bitch. That's my fucking problem. Still yep. coded is oh, I want to be the star. We yeah, it's also by the way, kudos to the voice chat and the and Discord. 
Yes, what they need is Verska. You're all wrong. We're not going to talk about Homestuck because I don't know anything about Homestuck. No, neither do I. Is that that game with the comic fonts? Yes. That's how I, that's, about, that's as yeah. far as I. Vriska is from Homestuck, which is a comic and also a game and also a comic. But yeah, so I think Review Starlight, and I know that it's kind of from one of the Igahara alums, and that's where a lot of the comparisons get made, is it's directed by somebody that kind of worked under Ikuhara and the stylistic similarities are very explicit like I can totally see that but yeah for my part past that aesthetic which is impressive it's got a great look it's not speaking to me because of that if yeah. it speaks to other people like, that's yeah. fucking great and I'm glad that there are more female-centric stories they're and just that's not the wonderful. ones that tend to that's speak wonderful to that, so. but yeah mm-hmm. they the, to us they feel neutered hey so I have a twitter question okay all right. Okay, so this Twitter question is basically just for Geo. <laughs> oh. I wonder where this is going. I notice you're a big Akio fan. Why is that? How do you find him palatable at all? This isn't an attack. I'm genuinely curious. From at Reversal Sun. We hate him. I think the essays will help. We we actually <laughs> yeah. okay. we actually hate Akio. We actually hate everything he Yeah, but also. Yeah, there is a big also there, but I want to make it absolutely clear. We actually hate Akio. We actually hate everything he does. We do not endorse him in any way. We do not find him palatable. What I hate, I want to destroy and make mine. (laughs) Okay. But but that's the thing. We don't find him palatable. We find him horrible. We find him awful. I find him, he's, he's... He's garbage, and I'm fascinated by that, and I'm fascinated by the degree to which he can be garbage and the degree to which he can justify his behavior relative to- Sexy garbage. He's sexy garbage. I do, like, I'm not gonna say that's not part of it, and I have my own TMI bullshit whatever reasons for that. It's not. But- Hey, whoever just posted the meme in the chat that was friendship ended with Shiori, now gay and shabby. Sad gay showering is my best friend. I love you. Thank you for that, Ambassador Scarlet. That's some good fucking food. Yep. I don't mean to interrupt the discussion about Akio, but I needed to bring this up right now. I agree. And that's that's like it. Like I just find him a very interesting character. I find people's reaction to him actually very interesting. a lot of what makes very him interesting. interesting to me is the like vehemence with which people reject him and for what reasons they do. So, and let's let's get into the kind of metaphysical part of it here. You know, and I know, that were we in his position, we would do the same thing. The brain in a bottle. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the other brain thing. A- the two of you, I don't subscribe to this ideology. Oh, no, that's the thing. If you were in his position, you would probably do the same thing. Hot take. <laughs> when I say I relate to Akio, it's not what he does I relate to. It's what he. It's how he thinks. It's how he thinks. And it's the choice he's made to consciously, because he does it consciously, isolate himself in his own little godlike world where he's in control of everything and everything goes his way, rather than deal with a reality outside that he can completely sever himself from. And we all want to do that. The cynicism. Uh, yeah, that degree of cynicism, and I would absolutely make the same choice. If absolutely. I could just, like, kill all of you and lock myself in a little room... 
where everything and have went your my own way. Little fantasy, like if you yeah, had a and VR everyone, machine, yeah, where and everyone that I want to have ride on top of a car, the hood of a car, and I get yeah. to do whatever magical cool shit so, I want, and I get to eat whatever I want without getting fat. I would do it, and yeah. Akio does it, and I relate to him in that sense. I think more people would relate to him in that sense if they put it that way. But I mean, I will grant you there is a mm-hmm. lot of shit to get around before you can relate to him. So yeah, I don't place that on anybody. But yeah. for me, yeah. that's why I relate. Ether says Akio is interesting in the same way serial killers are interesting. For me, it is thinking about what got him to this point. Absolutely, and I find serial killers interesting. Like yeah, the degree of of like the severity of his experience in so many ways that led him to that point interests me. Like, what do you have to do to someone to get them to that point? And the show says pretty explicitly. For me, but... Akio is fascinating and terrifying because he's a lot like powerful men in real life. Like, yeah, like I've known Akios. I yeah. do too. I work with multiple well, Akios. We've mentioned before that Geo was going to do an Akio running for president website until it became too close to reality. The wind got took out of my sails when Trump actually got the Republican nomination. And I realized making a joke about Akio running for president now has literally no fucking weight because it just happened. Yeah. But he's the same. I'm a fucking man child living in my, sa- in my own little universe that everyone else has to dance to, acting like a twit, raping people, and thinking that's cool. Like, yeah. That's Akio. Yeah. Akio is just better at selling it. Because he's Akio and he's... Right. Maybe next question? Next. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys want to do another question from the Google Doc? What's on the Google Doc? It's probably another thing about penises. Oh. Nope. How much of a feminist is Toga? Not very much of one. No. Next. (laughs) Toga the feminist. Toga is so feminist that feminism is no longer needed. I'm sorry. The end end in feminism. Okay, just to be clear, (laughs) when they say feminist in the in the in the in the audio, the word you're hearing has a different definition in Japanese. I don't know how many people actually know that. I think most people do. Doesn't it also mean gentleman? The reason it's translated as chivalrous in the subtitles for the series is because that is a much more direct Didn't translation. Didn't we get that changed? No, we did not. Okay. They did not let us change that because that's that was the... Okay. When he says I'm a feminist, what he means is I'm a chivalrous guy. I'm like a hero for girls. That's the cultural connotation that that word has in Japanese. That they took that word from English and gave it the connotation of chivalry is a discussion of its own, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So was said in the latest season of BoJack Horseman, which everybody should watch because I did that yesterday because I hate myself. The real problem with feminism was that men weren't the ones telling everyone about it. <laughs> Thanks, Toga. <laughs> but that he's a garbage feminist. He's absolutely garbage. He's not a feminist at all. That's just a... That's just a joke. Here is the hot take on Toga and feminism. Um, Toga is a feminist insofar as he will consider a woman a dangerous enemy. Fair. That was actually what I was thinking. I'll grant you. I will grant you that. He is definitely, he will perceive a woman as a threat. Which is more than some men can say. More than pretty much anybody else in the series will do. I will will say that. That's true. That is a backhanded brand of feminism. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) But I'll take it. Yep. 
So that's but he's the, not that's actually feminism one on one with Toga. He's a chivalrous ally to girls, and when he says girls, he means yeah, fragile princesses in need of saving. Yep. I have another Twitter question. Okay. Yeah, let's do. It. All right. If you could describe Utena to a stranger, but describe it in the worst way possible, how would you do it? Oh. It's about rape and incest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A girl dresses as a boy and loses her virginity. Do you like lesbians, swords, and have a high tolerance for incest? <laughs> no, no, that's a selling. That's I selling love- it. <laughs> You're selling it. <laughs> it's it's an it's it's a really elaborate aristocrats joke of a sword. Yeah. No. I yeah. don't know how I would not sell Utna aside from actually describing it accurately. Yeah. I think that probably turns most people off. Yeah. Do you like repetitive sequences over a long period of time with like shoddy animation every third episode and and repeated incest? You... Hey, but the repetitive sequences are the best part. No. I'll take the incest, but you go with that. <laughs> I am one of the people that has started skipping them. I feel like I've earned that in life, given how many times I've actually gone through this content, capping it and stuff. Yeah. Anyone who skips the repetitive sequences in Utena is a coward. I'm a coward. I'm an Akio fan. How is that an indictment? Hey, Panda, Panda, spend literally two years screen capping the entire series and then say that. I panned all the shots together, too. You're still a coward. I stand by it. You can't. You can't. I'm sorry. You're you're standing on very <laughs> shaky ground there. It's true. You know. All right. Next. Give me another one. Do you think Akio is still alive after Anthe roasted his ass? And if he is, what do you think he's doing? Hey, also, last Giddy. question. Please send nudes. I can't. This is, this is a <laughs> friendly can't twitch. can't send nudes. <laughs> but I have them. Um... <laughs> I don't think we will be sending nudes through this Twitch chat. As I do have some titty pictures, but... Eh. As uh. for Akio post-series, I'm not really going to get into that too much because I literally just wrote that fic for the Utena Future scene that is hopefully coming out very soon. Ahem! Ahem! That would be a good instance to plug Oscar's future Utena scene. Just you know what you should pull it up on the Oscar, screen. when is is it out yet? When is it out? No, Are we there it's yet? It's going to be out soon. Hi, Sam. It's not out yet. Oh, I keep forgetting that I'm, I'm like using the wrong. We computer. have like three computers. I, here, I have so. I have multiple computers right now. So previously, it was the um, fashion scene that was fucking baller. So we're doing a future scene. Um. Oh, sometime next week, Ooh, it looks like. So and, excited. And Oscar um, gently suggested that I, I do a fic for it, so I did. And I wrote post-series Akio. In short, it doesn't really go well for him by my point of view, but... But it's kind of hard because not going well for him is actually kind of what makes him happy. Yeah. Like, he's happy to stay in his little coffin. That's yeah. the thing. I think he, he just continues but keeping on, keeping on, being a yeah. bitch in denial in his own little world. And I wrote that, and that's going to be in the future zine, and, um... And yeah. Basically, I think he will write Anthe out of his experience the same way he writes out anything else he didn't like. Because he's a little bitch. Yeah. It doesn't grow. It's Akio. Next! Okay, I have a Twitter question if you guys want to go for a Twitter question. Why don't we just knock off that simple question? Okay, on we can the knock off this first. one really quick. Uh, auctions for the musical swag for eBay. Are they up yet? Uh, I haven't put them up yet because 
No, we were so busy with the Twitter yeah, disaster. We should put them up tomorrow night then. Well, no, we'll do it. I'll do it after this. But so. So wait, what is the question? Will the auctions? It's about the musical swag. Be done selling. on eBay. Thanks, your fellow Edmontonian. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. We're gonna go for coffee sometime. Um, but no, it's on eBay. It's not on eBay. It's on eBid. Because yes. eBay takes like fucking ten percent of your cut. It's obscene. Yeah. Eat my dick. Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sitting around for that. So. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be auctioning all of that stuff off. It'll last a week, so you guys have a, have a chance to bid on jury pictures to masturbate to and some other stuff. Wait. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, non from the Discord chat asked, "Is Akio a good cook?" Yes. Next. He thinks he is. He thinks he is, and he. Has I'm gonna say he has the yeah. power to make everybody forget all of his bad dishes. So yes, yes, by observable, measurable standards, Akio is a good cook. I suspect Akio knows something about eating. Don't. <laughs> He's good at cooking inside of you, but not outside. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Also, there. Okay, just restaurant stuff for a minute here. There is this big, big Men are chefs, women are cooks. Yeah, men are chefs, women are cooks. I've heard that before. Yeah, that's kind of another stereotype about, um, like, men in terms of their, uh, like, ability to, to succeed and be professional and be creative and all of that, that men can do that in the restaurant field, but women cannot. So, Women are, are better as, as is a very the lower cook. orders kind of cook that cooks the gymnastic food. Yeah. But Women food is make the mashed potatoes. The men. men make the, like, the, with the yes, micro Yes, men make the brandied rose hips jam. Yeah. Which yeah. is delicious. I've made that. Yeah. So, But yeah, so we can probably assume he's a very good cook. You would have to be out of self-defense if all you've had for 3,000 years is shaved ice. Yes. Yeah. Anything going on in Twitch? So, give me a question. Um, look, ask us something. Oh, yeah, because doesn't look like it. Nope. No? The no Twitch question? chat is moving us slower. I think they're mostly yeah. listening. I think most people are in Discord. Most unpopular Well, I don't need to answer this one. You? Um, I mean, I've discovered that I have an opinion but I don't know how I'm so, and that I even though Nikki does lots of terrible, like, it's kind of terrible I have a lot of sympathy for. Um. So. Yeah, I can't bring myself to hate Mickey, even though he's a little shit. So I would not spend tons of energy defending. I have some innate um sympathy. I have more energy to hate Sionji and Toga than Mickey. Mickey's just kind of there and naive. <laughs> Most unpopular opinion about something related to... Okay, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. You're going to say jury sucks. Go hard. Go hard. Nope. Go hard. Nope. It literally does not matter whether jury is attracted to Shiori or Toga. It literally does not matter. Y'all who are really pissed off, that jury is attracted to the to or attracted to manga or <laughs> attracted to 
Toga in the manga. It literally does not matter. It has no impact whatsoever on her actions, her thoughts, or anything else. The object of her worship is an idol. And that idol is basically completely faceless. And garbage. Yeah. Either way. Her taste but is garbage. Kara just chirped in agreement. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> but that is my most unpopular opinion, I think. Is that Toga? I don't know if I have any unpopular opinions. I think Miki is the only boy that Jury will ever like. Uh, Ambassador Scarlet, I don't think any of us had the opinion that Jury was hetero. I think we mostly said that we didn't think that she was, but... As we have previously discussed with Oscar, uh, Toga's a free pass for lesbians, so... Yeah. She can like him during the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he is a beautiful, long-haired boy, so... Yeah. He's... He, you, you can but like I, Toga I don't know. and still be a I don't lesbian. know what it is, yeah. You, you, he's the prince of, of anime. Yeah, you know, like the artist formerly known as Prince how dudes could be attracted to him and it didn't make them gay, it didn't make them gay or bi or anything. They were still heterosexual Toga's dudes. your free pass. Toga is like him and in that he's, Enjoy. he's a free pass. Enjoy. <laughs> Scarlet, I think maybe you might be remembering, I know that one of us, uh, or one of either Gio or Yasha mentioned something about there being more textual evidence for jury liking mickey than there being for a lot of other jury ships so that might be her and that's probably based on some of the dumbass fucking series art yes that God. literally does series art and also the movie yeah okay the big one i my hey my dinner just got here so i'm gonna leave for like two seconds but I, this is not the end of me in this stream. I will be eating dinner while we talk. While we're doing okay. this, here's... Put on the movie and cut to that one scene. There's because that's the evidence. Gross shit. That's there. The real evidence is in the movie, though. There's, 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 no, there's also that. Yeah. And people don't always like the movie, so that may actually be a minus point for them. Yeah, I'm not a huge proponent of the movie. To be myself, honest, so. I'm not a huge fan of the movie either. It's beautiful. The animation is beautiful. But... That I also got into last night, though, on the internet. So I, feel I like love the movie, that. but it's for my own reasons. And I can see why someone would think it's flawed, but that's a whole other podcast. Uh, mm. totally. I don't even know. You know, I don't know the movie well enough to cut to the scene. But, like, there's that scene where they're, like, flirting in the, um... Yeah. Where he actually puts in her the arm around Mickey yeah. and she starts, like, flirting with him. And it's kind of like gross and weird, and so basically, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and I didn't like it. I didn't really like it. I don't really like it either. Speaking of pairings that seem to have more subtext in artwork than the series, like the Mikage and Mamiya art is a lot more uh, sexual than they Itch. ever were in the show. That's he bullshit. Sure is. That's bullshit. Well, no, yeah, that's yeah, bullshit right. because they literally, literally show like the there's the finger licking scene, but that's about it, really. Nope. They actually show Mamiya putting his clothes on 
implied to be after a sexual encounter. Okay, this is this is the scene with uh, Jerry and Nikki in the in the, yeah. uh, in the movie. So there's a screenshot is with Jerry thing. and Nikki from the movie. But as far as Mikage and Matt, I'll have to rewatch Black. Yeah, you're gonna have to rewatch that because there is actually a scene. It's in Kanai's episode, if I'm remembering right. It's like one of the mm-hmm. very first. Scenes yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I, I where... can't believe I missed that. So, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Kanai's episode because right there, yeah. you didn't catch the moment. I had to screenshot it myself when yeah. I wanted to look at it. But like he's talking, he's over here, and mommy is dressed. That on camera. go back to. That shot right there, stop, go to that. That shot right there is directly after you see his bare shoulder while he's putting his clothes back on. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so there is textual evidence in the series for Mikage and Mamiya fucking. I'm sorry. Isn't Mamiya just ampy? Yep. Yeah, but you know, I don't think Mikage knows that. But it, like, yeah, it is. It is Anthony, but he doesn't know that. He's just like, dude, this boy in this split screen shot of light and dark, which is also, yeah, very striking. For those of you who listened to when we talked about that on the podcast, we used to call him Mama Mia. Mama Mia. <laughs> <laughs> very think, nice. of, think of the story that Jury tells at the end of the series that becomes like a big thing in the movie. Where the boy, you know, dies saving her sister, and he she can't remember his name. Mikagi can't remember Mamiya's face for the same reason. Time passes, and it's not hard to superimpose some other kind of thought or memory onto a memory you had until it looks like something else. That's just how the brain works. And that kind of neuroplasticity, which is the thing, is a big focus of the series, and in in Mikage's case, he's just able to literally forget over time exactly what Mamiya looks like until this guy shows up and is like, I'm Mamiya, and he's like, if well, you I say guess you're so, Mamiya then. Yeah. And he's perfectly capable, without any photographs to remind him, of superimposing this, like, brown hair, brown skin, you know, white-haired boy's face onto his memory of mommy, and that does not conflict because that's how the mind actually works. You can rewrite things very easily. So, Alright, next or, or question! Like, Let's go with these questions. What other questions do we have? Do we have those? Do we Give have me a question. Panda? Uh, okay, let's get a question off of here. I don't have any more Twitter questions. I exhausted the Twitter questions. We've got one here. I feel genuinely bad. I, I want to say this. thank you so much for what you guys do, and I can't wait to see what happens next. So, how about that Akio as an artist concept in the first ATR chapter, huh? I heard it being mentioned somewhat no. in the last podcast. I don't like it. Now I'm curious. No. Nobody likes and it. And it's from Zeta Cake. I, I feel bad because I did not tell people to just ask me Akio shit, but I guess that's what we deserve. Um, it is his birthday. It is his birthday. I don't. I just don't. I just don't buy him being an artist. And that's why I don't like it. Like the the whole like the after the revolution and all three of the the kind of post series uh, manga that Chiosaito did for that group, all of them incorporate elements of the movie, the series, and the manga, and kind of make a big mismatch One of sec. everything. One sec. Kikuza. Claymore, if you want to talk, just hop right the fuck in. Yeah, just just yeah. barrel in. Okay. Anyway, you were saying? But it's, and that's where they're getting Akio as the artist, is because he's portrayed that way in the manga and in the movie, and that's what they kept from the movie, which sucks. I don't like it. 
Akio doesn't come across to me as the pretentious artist type. If he wants to be pretentious, all he has to do is talk. He doesn't need to he draw or he paint. He need paints to be a prick. Now, the reason that Akio as an artist doesn't work is because you're presented by him in the series, and he's talking about space, and he's talking about science, and he comes across as very, like, ivory tower scholastic sort of gentleman, and, you know, very worldly. And the all the tropes associated with an artist are literally the opposite of that. The whole, like, the artist that navel-gazes and contemplates and is deep in his science is an artist, basically, is an artist trope. And Akio couldn't possibly be farther from that. The last thing he's ever going to fucking do is gaze at his navel because he doesn't want to see what's in there. And so Akio as an artist just doesn't feel right because it doesn't seem consistent with the way he presents himself in the series. They put it in After the Revolution because it's in the manga and it is an interesting way to get Toga and Sayonji back into the school. Because I totally buy them as art dealers. That's like fucking genius and I love it. Yep. <laughs> Especially since okay. Sayonji totally became an art dealer. I'm going to do a Toga slightly, did. slightly doubled advocate position on here. Oh, Akio, how are you? Akio as an artist does make some kind of logical sense because what he's doing is creating realities the same way he was creating realities with the projector. What about the Torador in Vampire the Masquerade? Fuck off with that. <laughs> that's, that's Akio trying to art. Yeah, but... but this Ambassador Scarlet says, Akio's art is destruction and his canvas is young mind. And he's exactly. an excellent painter in that exactly. case. Exactly. Ballin'. But like I'm saying, there is a logic there between Akio being an artist and Akio being a manipulator. Because what That's does an fair. artist do? An artist He's is attempting to manipulate your emotions. Yeah. An artist is attempting to manipulate your mind. And the whole so... like thing where Sayanji has this big like breakdown and shoves Togen against a wall all gay and sexy about how Toga is like, I think it's okay for a pedophile to be an artist. And the implication clearly, I think, is supposed to be that Akio is this artist that they're fighting about. And they just don't know it. But. but so, I mean, like. Oh, that's interesting. In a storytelling sense, I think it's useful for the plot that they wanted to tell. Akio is a plot device in After the Revolution, which is fine because that's fine. I like that someone actually got where I was going with the Torridor thing. <laughs> I like that because I don't know where I was going with the Torridor thing. Oscar asks. Do you think the show would still work without the incestual relationships? No. No. It wouldn't. No. That said, that's I mean, The show doesn't work, not because, like, the incest subplots are the best things ever or anything. Rather because, like, the show is all about investigating how our how relationship itself goes wrong. And that is one way... Not just, it's not just exploring that kind of way, using it as a vehicle for other ways. As a kind of like. Can you. Oh, hello. Hey, Claymore. Like, oh my God, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. But um, incest is used as a vehicle to explore other dysfunctions because it's so almost universally bad. Yeah. Like, most cultures see incest as bad, so it's, like, it's universal enough that most, like, that it kind of unites people sentimentality so that they can get people behind other 
I like to think that if they were to westernize Utena, which I, I'm absolutely I, not suggesting yeah. that they should, but this. if they did, a lot of those relationships would become father-daughter ones. Ooh, or parent-child ones. Ouch, because yeah. that is the yep. western Yeah, thing. you're right. That yeah. is the western Yeah, you're thing. right. Absolutely. And for a long time, because of how little information I had, I thought Akio was going to be her father. Auntie's father. Yeah. Because I saw pictures of them, and that he looked very old compared to her, and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, weird, they're gonna bring her dad in. And, you know. He is, like, super, like, old-looking, and he's like, oh, I'm so much more mature and worldly than everyone else in the school or Akio's the entire 19. world, Akio's which to him is the same Akio thing. Akio is 19. Akio is 19. Akio is 19. <laughs> Bullshit. Akio is 19. That's a lot. Anthony, Anthony does He's 19. Say, she does say at one point, he is like a father to me. That is an aligned Akio is 19, story. and his flipping over the hood of his car oh, and all God. of that is supposed to represent his um, exuberance and, and joy of yeah, he having like his, his driver's 30s. license for the first time. Akio is like 30. According no. to the screen, <laughs> the, the uh, person that did the storyboards for episode 25 and 30, they are depicting him in his 40s, which is fine by me. But so. that makes I, more sense. I could buy 37, and I was, I was watching this, and I was thinking, oh, okay, it's 37. And in anime, this is what 37 looks like. And he's 19. No, he's no, no, not no, no, 19. No, we're joking. 19, we're, we're... Somebody actually argued this is that sort of to meme. my actual face <laughs> that, that Akio Wait, was you're 19. joking? I'm absolutely joking. He's 40. Yeah, oh. he's, he's got to be in his 40s. But no, but literally... I'm some... often unable to tell it's okay. when people are joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, it's I'll okay. Explain... I have the same problem with the internet, too. I'll explain the joke here. Somebody actually argued that... Oh, hi, Sen! Argued oh, that hello. to my face. Sen! years old. And that Akio flipping <laughs> over the hood of the car was literally him being so excited to have his driver's license <laughs> for the first time. Somebody literally argued this to me. I can't get over it. Sen, weren't you there I for that? I cannot get over Sen this. I think Sen was there for that. For that argument. Sen, were you there for that? Sen, do you remember when they when someone argued that he was like nineteen on the forum? Uh no, I, I believe that's far beyond me. <laughs> like that was older than me. Oh, oh. yeah, so that happened. But yeah, literally somebody Don't was think. arguing that Akio doing his car flips was him being excited over having his driver's license for the first time. <laughs> like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Oh, Dolphin Accio is the thing now. Wait, were we going to do Queen Donaire or? I mean, I just bought my first car and I'm 30. Yeah, no, but that's fine. Do. But Don't jump like, over it. It doesn't work out Yeah, don't well. jump over the hood. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm not like Accio. I actually had a patient that did exactly that, that was, that was Accio. <laughs> I called them Accio all night and the nurses did not know why I kept calling them that. They didn't know what was going on anyway, so it didn't matter what I called them. But they were very brain injured, obviously. <laughs> but it turns out drinking and then sitting on the hood of a car going at highway speed doesn't work. At all. Anyway. Next. Is Nanami the best character or is Nanami the best character? Best character. She is the best character. This is true. This person for even fucking questioning this at all ever. Nanami is okay. Nanami is okay. 
She is the queen. Alice, shut the fuck up. Thank you. Alice, I'm going to slap you. Alice is saying this to make me upset, specifically. But, Alice, I'm sorry. When I meet you, because I'm going to meet you someday, when I meet you, I'm actually just going to say hi by slapping you, because you don't (laughs) disagree. The first time I see you, I'm gonna slap you right across the face. Just I like, promise just like you. Nanami sent you, like one of her little minions exactly. to smack this person. Exactly, and I'll be honored, honored That's... to do so. Oh, for my I'm okay with it. Agreed. <laughs> then you went into that. I'm okay with it. I deserve Agreed. that. <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> next question. Get one from the. Oh, uh, we we have questions. Yeah, we no, have actually questions. We do. Oh, Doc. oh, Doc's here. Let's Doc. do Doc's. Uh oh. Definitely not. Doc asked a Shiori question and then promptly asked a non-Shiori question to make it look like we didn't, you know, just just to, like, (laughs) throw us off the scent there, which is adorable. I love you, Doc. I love you, Doc. What is Shiori's best outfit between her duelist uniform, rosebud dress, and specially ruffled movie school uniform? Mm. I'm sorry, Doc. The the best Shiori uniform is either the car... Or the bed sheet wings that she, she gets in the movie. Oh, yeah. Good point. I agree with Panda. Right. That yeah. is fair. Yes. That is fair. I if I had a dollar for every time someone called me ugly, I'd be broke because I'm perfect. Lol. Later, losers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, honestly, nice. honestly, Shiori and her amazing outfits and cars and cl- and sheets is probably the second best thing in the movie after Sionji's horny-ass extra voice acting. Uh, yeah. Sionji in the movie is so much. That's really all I like <laughs> about the movie are those two things. Okay, but she does also have a really ball in Black Rose outfit. She does. She does. The Shiori's- Shiori's- she does. That's actually my favorite. Sh- Shiori's outfits are on lock. She's got this. Yep. She went. Absolutely. She went to the Akio Otori school of dressing like an extra motherfucker and being awesome. <laughs> yes. But definitely car. Definitely car. Best clothes. Best the cars. The car is the best clothing. (laughs) I agree. We might as well do the other. With the fucking ruffles. I love it. It's so good. We might as well do the other doc question. Where's the other doc? Yeah, yeah. Uh, How much bearing? Oh, for fuck's sake. How much bearing does the red coat? Yeah, let's. Well, maybe we should skip it because all these questions are okay. about Akio. Ask me something that's not about Akio. If Jury is a disaster lesbian, does that make. Utuna, or Utuna, the useless lesbian. It's actually the other way around, and Jury is the useless lesbian, and <laughs> Utuna is the disaster lesbian. Yep. yep. It's true. Utuna uh, is such a disaster lesbian that she's trouble. bisexual. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> she has screwed this up so bad. Oh, it's Prince Licky Lick. Did we have to bring Prince Licky Lick into this? Oscar says. Utina is textbook disaster lesbian because she's super dense about other girls' attraction to her, and if that's not lesbian culture, then I don't know what. It's true. You know, Pure, I... your voice is so cute. <laughs> Utina is like such a dis- disaster lesbian. She doesn't know when anyone is attracted to anyone. I don't know how she can be so uninsightful. It's actually impressive. Nanami is a bad person. Nanami is a 12-year-old who has been abused her whole life and cannot be held accountable for her actions the same way an adult can. It's true, and you should say it. But the ultimate enlightened response is... Yes. Also true. The best Nanami gift! Nanami is a good mother canon. Give her a child, please. This is the happiest I've ever seen Nanami, I think. With her egg. The egg episode is the best Nanami episode. Okay, here's the... 
Here's a question. What the hell was going on with the egg episode? It's a menstruation metaphor. Done. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly. That's, that's... And apparently... Is that it? Is it... Is that really it? Seriously? big ass... Another question. Egg. (laughs) Yeah, I had a question about eggs. Who has egg questions? Give us your egg questions. Obligatory jury's bowling Imagine me and Everybody shut up. Where did it come from? Uh, and what tomato. Was the it's Choo Choo's. That's actually explained somewhere. It's Choo Choo's egg. Yeah. Is it Choo Choo's egg? If Choo Choo was egg, then who was phone? <laughs> That's why there's that scene. <gasps> why am I better than everyone? There's, that's why there's that scene, like, right in the end where Choo Choo, like, comes into, like, Utena and Anthe's dorm and and Anthe has that, like, little relieved look because he went and he go lays oh. in his kid. I don't know what Choo Choo is. They're, they're egg. Um, oh. And that's, like, it's in the you it's know in what really implies that Choo Choo is basically, oh, like, a phoenix creature. Because, you a know, the phoenix, phoenix bursts say. into flames. Yes, I know. That's why I'm saying this. But the phoenix bursts <laughs> into flames, leaves that, an egg in the story. ashes, hatches again into a phoenix. This really honestly implies that Choo Choo is some kind of phoenix-like creature. Or is actually Akio. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> or is like what? Dojinji, where... It's Dio's. Choo Choo is actually Dio's. That's not a That's drawn by the series. That's like the Wheel of Time theory that Bella is the creator. Bella the horse. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. God. At any rate. Anyway. Get another question. Anyway. Yeah, let's get another question. Next. Let's see. Um, It's a good idea of Anthe to take the power of Dio's instead of just hiding him. The whole black story is layered and complicated. I'm not sure she takes the power of Dios. Yeah, I don't think she takes it away from it's him. Like, yeah, that's very ambiguous as to how that works. I feel like basically she she nudges it. Yeah, forbids him from using it. That's something that like the old fandom would discuss to like the point of fever, and yeah. like the current fandom is like, God, who fucking cares? Let's talk more about mm-hmm. lesbians. Well, disaster. I mean, we're we're a lot more focused on. Personal. We're not trying to figure out like the yeah. actual construct of how everything works so much. Well, yeah, because yeah. we know that that's accepted that it's Ikuhara, and we're just gonna roll yeah. on it. Um, I mean, like, Utsuna wasn't about world building or lore or anything. No, like, the, the lore is that's very accessory? sparse, and it's on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. Not um, Dragon Age or anything. That sounds like the biggest <laughs> to come up there is how come the only person that doesn't appear to have a soul sword is Akio, and the presumption is that it's Anthe carrying it because Anthe actually has two swords that you see. You see her pull the sword of Dios, which is you know the noble sword that maybe is hers or maybe was Dios's, and then later Akio pulls a sword out of her that might be his, and it's this kind of ugly mockery of Dios's sword. And are they separate swords, or is it just that she's been pulling this ugly sword of Akio all along, and they've been, like, dressing it up and making it shiny again, because it looks like two different swords. Um, um yeah. I don't know, like, Actually, I... Okay, going, sorry. I've never really come to any good conclusions about that, but that's really kind of as far as people thought it, is that there's explicitly two different swords, and is that relevant? I... The Discord chat is figuring out what 
D&D classes the Utena characters would play as. Oh. Okay. Utena and, and um, Toga are both, bro- are both paladins, but Utena is slightly better at it. <laughs> so just as, a, as an example, those, those are the different swords that they pull. They each have a different Akio's sword that they priest. pulled out of Anthe. No question, Akio's a priest. Deco of the Endless says, Anthe would be cleric who never heals. Sorcerer or druid? Okay, I, I played EverQuest 2 because I did that, and I had Akio Atori the coerced. <laughs> I shit you not, that was a class, and that was... Akio is a shitty DM. Cursed Alice. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible DM. He doesn't like... It's true, and you should say it. He's that Nazi DM that doesn't let you change the story at all because he's too busy telling his goddamn story. Suck it. So, but he's yeah. also, like, not really done so he's just bullshitting as he goes, and that's why it's like, that's why Otori feels like a <laughs> fake world, is because he hasn't spent the time to actually figure out just yeah. like fucking making it. He's, he's a Nazi. Anthe would be a DM who keeps screwing over Nanami. Anthe is a lich. Discuss. <laughs> Anthe is a lich. It's canon. She's arranged with Akio to be the doppelganger this whole time. I, I, I can believe that. Nanami's a barbarian. Yeah. It's one of those doppelganger sessions. Isn't she more of a berserker? I don't. Yes. Possible question: Where did the term "soul swords" come from in regards to the swords in the Black Rose arc and the Sword of Dios? Is it a fandom term? I've never heard it until I came to the Discord, and I've been curious about it. I can't remember if there was ever any explicit phrase that was used, like in interviews and things like that, to, to refer to the swords or not. Um, it's a fandom term that goes back as far as my existence in yeah. the fandom. Like, we were calling them Soul Swords, like, back in, like, 98 when I first joined in. The uh, There's a different phrase that I've seen younger fans use, though. It's Spirit Sword or or something like that. But Soul Sword is, is, as far as I know, it's a fandom term, and we've just been using it since, like, a trillion years. Yeah, you yeah. were six. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> So. I mean, hot sounds so stupid. And how could she love animals? Hot I think I actually think it is genuine that Anthe is an animal person. Yeah, for anyone listening, the question was, do you think Anthe's love of animals and plants, I mean, animals and flowers, is genuine? She's um, more neutral toward plants. Yeah, I think she loves plants going. less than she loves animals. I think Anthe does like animals mm-hmm. quite a bit. Animals, animals only act the way animals do, and they're not going to betray you for cool, arbitrary reasons. Animals are not cool. Exactly. I was five years old in 98. I feel like I shouldn't say that. Oscar says, I remember you guys saying in Discord before that Anthe thinks of her animals as half tools and half affectionately. I'm just going to say, Anthe's- I can see that. Anthe thinks of everybody that way. That's, that's not probably a, the best you can hope yeah, for from Anthe. That's really the best you can get from her <coughs> is her thinking what that kind you, of, you're a tool. But I mean, Anthe, like, Anthe, Anthe is, is survival mode, you know? Yeah. You, when it's survival oh, yeah. mode, you think of everything in terms of, is this useful? The, the animals use actually liking her genuinely is a bonus. Totally. Yeah. yeah, like, animals are useful and they're never going to Pearl is she's dumb, which she isn't. So they are harmless to her and potentially useful. So yeah, I think she probably does genuinely like them in her own weird, detached, kind of twisted. 
But that doesn't mean she's not going to use them. Her bunny walkway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's still going to use them. Like, I think Choo Choo might be a little bit of an exception in the sense that, like, she really genuinely likes Choo Choo as like, something a little bit more than just a tool. But if she could make use of Choo Choo, she's going to do it. Oscar says, I'm more of a post-series farmer Andy than post-series flower shop owner Andy. Fuck yes. I, I love the thought Andy. of her having a Harvest Moon life or Stardew Valley. <laughs> she move farmer this. gay Anthe, five ever. I and agree. she'd look adorable in overalls. I agree. Yeah. Anthe would definitely that. like farming more. And actually, generally, like, because I've written a couple of post-series fics now where Anthe has been a flower shop owner or somebody who works in a flower shop. And honestly, my process with deciding that was literally, I'm just going to go with the cliche because that's what everyone will expect. Um, at least for the joker. first one. At least for the first one. For the second one. She's actually unhappy with where she is. Oscar, you know what I'm talking about with the second one, because it's the one in the zine. Um, she's unhappy where she is and does not actually like the flower shop. And that's kind of a part of what's going on. So It's metal. But otherwise, yes. I hmm? I want to draw Farmer Anthe now. Yeah, Farmer Anthe. Please. Somebody draw Farmer Anthe. I think she would be much happier. On and do not draw some sort of mean-ass <laughs> cow reference into it, please. Leave Nanami alone. <laughs> Let I have this, like, sudden... Let's have adorable goats. I have a sudden strong desire to write a fig that is just like a all-creatures-brains thing that just happens to have Anthe. And she, she just never talks about any of the things that show. She's just there, being a farmer. Chase your bliss, Alice. That's Alice, you should what? You should do that. But I think honestly, I'm probably the only person that will get it. <laughs> I don't think anybody else has I don't, read that book. Look, I've never, I've never needed anyone else to get it. Like, if I think it's funny. It, like, that is all I'm. There's, there's a question asking us what our most controversial takes all are. Right. Let's, uh, we got a question from Scarlet, who is the troublemaker, Scar, who's been posting honestly. all that bullshit in the chat. This is Scar. Aww, Scar asking us, <laughs> what is our most <coughs> controversial <coughs> take? Scar is just well, you just dropped our jury take, so. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I think that is our most. Um, so that's probably the best one we've got. So? Do I have any? Oh, I have one. Okay. If Wakaba and Sanji got married, Wakaba would be an abusive one. Agreed. <laughs> I kind of like They'd that. both be abusive. <laughs> people are like, back in the arc, Sanji is hiding out into Wakaba's house. She is yeah. the one who has economic power in that situation. Yeah, basically. and she likes having all the power in that situation. It's like, here's a little lunch money, my yeah. tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I could see anybody who's in a relationship with Daoju it is going to be toxic and bad on every level just because he can't be in a good relationship. He would have to change at a fundamental level because just being with him is going to make other people like yeah. he being with him makes Wakaba work. It'll bring out the worst in them because it'll humor her need to like mother and protect and that's not what Sainji needs and she doesn't need someone to enable that either. Like, they're gonna feed off of things that neither of them really needs to keep reinforcing. 
but I would still totally watch They that dodged a bullet. I'd watch that relationship. I have a controversial take. Uh-oh. Panda, give me your controversial take. Yes, tell I me. have said this in the podcast before, but I don't know if I've said it since we started bringing Gio and Yasha on, but controversial take. Utena and Wakaba make a better couple than Utena and Anthe. Sorry. Not yeah. Well, they are friends. That's one of my questions. Hey, that's why I like them as a polycule. Because I like That's why I like the threesome. Yeah, like, that's why... I do support them in a polyamorous relationship, but if I had to choose, I think Wakaba and Utena make a better couple than Utena and Anthe. Sorry. I like Utena and Anthe, but, like... Now that's my Utena hot take is Uta and Anthe are a fucking toxic relationship that needs to not happen. That's my <laughs> hot take. They just need a lot of therapy. I love Uta and Anthe. They just need a lot of therapy. How long would it take for Toga to become a more healthy person? No, a health, not a more healthy person, a healthily functioning person. He's There's already no functional. That's there. the problem. Yeah, he's already functioning. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me read. Let me let me redefine the question. What would it take for Toka to be able to, for Toka to be able to not be? I'm trying to figure out how to word this crap. To not be an abuser. (laughs) What would it take for Toka to not be abusive in the inherent sense, like in the sort of like constant? Like, what would it take for him to have healthy relationships? What would it take for Toga to be happy without hurting other people or himself? That's uh, a good. That's good. Thank you. That I'm gonna just I'm gonna say that. Do you think he can? That'll never happen. Yeah, I don't think he that'll can. never happen. I don't think he. Because like, yeah, that, I mean. But exploding galaxies. I spent a while trying to think about that. We get like three different Togas, right? Mm. Like we have the movie Toga, we have Show Toga and Manga Toga that are all like a. We know we're talking about Show Toga though. Yeah. Nobody they, gives a shit about the other ones. <laughs> They're pretty garbage. But, like, the only one of them that's kind of good in any sense is, like, movie Toga, because he died before he grew And so what you see in the movie so... is literally just what Utena imagines an adult Toga would be. Mm-hmm. So he's not even yeah. real Toga, really. Yeah. Manga Toga could arguably be a good person, Maybe if you squint, I'll give I'll no. give him. The he point. just thinks he's already a good person, so he doesn't try. There's that. I love you guys. We love, love you, too. you too, honey. Love you. We love you too. Toga in the series is is just garbage, and I'm I'm not sure he can be redeemed to the point where he would be happy without hurting other people. I don't think he'll ever under he'll be able to understand a healthy view of himself without the filter of other people's reliance on him, and he's never going to get that reliance without hurting them in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's probably not going to happen. There's only the very smallest, smallest chance that it might happen. Sorry, Sen, what were you saying? When we still talk about Toga, I'm a bit confused. Yeah, yeah we're still about talking about Toga, and we basically agreed that um, it'll never happen. Doesn't he, like, want a waifu Utsuna or something? That's kind of like he wants uh, to waifu Utena because he wants to make something that didn't do what he thought it would do do what it, he thought it would do. Okay, no, let me explain. Let yes, me explain. Toga explain for Toga's us, please. Attra- yeah, I will. Toga explain. Let me explain Toga's attraction to Utena. He is not attracted to Utena. 
That's the thing. He is attracted to an idea of a thing that he could have been if somebody hadn't tainted him already. Yes. That is what yep. he is attracted mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Is, now I'm sad. Depressing to I mean, God. yeah, because like... To Utena. Yeah. Yep. Toga, like, could have been... Like, he's got the drive. He's got that sense of being unique and, like, yep. singular, like she has. Yep. But he doesn't have the thing that makes her great. Because someone you know, took it from him. That's the Yeah. Thing. Somebody and he's never been him. able to... He's never been able to reconstruct himself and after that in a way that isn't just repeating that wound. Would you say he's... Like, he's a victim that doesn't ever fully recover, really. And that does happen to yeah. people in real life. And that is what makes it so crushing. Toga is and it's like, it, that doesn't make it good. Like, it doesn't, like, excuse him. But it explains it. Like, well, of course not. Of course is, it doesn't excuse is, being a jerk. Yeah, his, he, his wound is serious, and he just replicates that one. His control and hurting of other people is all about control so that he is always in charge because when you charge, other people Depressing Toga thought. We have a question in the Discord chat. Okay. Mickey, it's already been said. The question is, I've, what characters do you think are manipulative yet are rarely talked about scenes being manipulative? Um, I just said earlier that I have a lot Sympathy for him, but Mickey is, and it's Mickey. A, but he's bad at it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just overall, yeah, he's kind of bad. Nico. My answer is jury. I mean, to be mm-hmm. fair, a lot of manipulation is just push and pull. It's just what like, it's just expected. Just interact. Like the difference is that like Toka and them, like their manipulation is very overt, and they are trying to basically like they're trying to control everyone. Mickey and Jury's manipulation is kind of similar in the sense that they are trying to project a narrative of goodness on or or of, of what something should be onto somebody else, and they believe it so hard and so publicly that they pressure that person to be that. Like, ooh, Oscar says, "Hot take: Utana is manipulative." <laughs> she is. Yeah, and she kind of does that too, actually. Really feel. Okay. Tell them how you feel. No. <laughs> Here's my hot take. Yeah, she she does that too. Manipulation. Come is on, part of everyday Why don't you make more friends with people? Okay, no. Yeah. My that's hot too much take: literally, manipulation is a part of everyday interaction with other people, and oh, it has okay. a bad name because people use manipulation to refer to basically just stronger versions of what we do already every day whenever we talk to anyone ever and for job interviews oh absolutely i really wish we yeah, had another yeah. word so that we could separate those degrees yeah. out a little bit more so that we could talk yeah, about that that would be helpful that is convincing manipulation then i mean yeah and, and yeah, convincing like is manipulation. convincing absolutely. somebody is manipulation. Ah, persuade yeah. Yeah, persuasion is manipulation, but like, like when we talk about you it's, do to another person is manipulation of them. Literally interacting with another person in an attempt to change their behavior in any way is manipulation. That's it. That's the I'm end. Manipulating. Like manipulation is like language games. Even our language works is manipulation. We are trying to get other people to understand ideas we are 
put them into people's heads. The problem is that we don't have, in English at least, we don't really have a really good way to talk about the degrees of manipulation without having to use entirely a word that has entirely different connotations. This sounds yeah. like another conversation. I Isn't it common? <laughs> about it. Isn't it commonly agreed that Utena's manipulation of Anthe is a reflection of her own securities or something? Big screen TV. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, is. yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is Utena is is Utena quite as conscious about this, Toga? Not really, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't. Yeah, Utena's not trying to manipulate Anthe, but like she is, and we can pretty plainly see that when we just look at like her actions and like the way that it affects the situation around her like she's still being manipulative even if like her intentions are good and if her wants are good like it doesn't change that she is trying to manipulate Anthe to do a thing that she wants rather than what Anthe wants and I really am glad that the series takes her to task for that even if it doesn't take everyone else as to task about it as maybe it should. Utena is so obsessed with being a prince and therefore kind of by extension Anthe being a princess that she forces this she helps encourage the narrative that is like destroy that is trapping Anthe. Even as she says like, she talks victimizes Anthe more than she actually is without even knowing it until near the end of the series. Um, yeah, she talks a big game about not wanting to duel, but she still treats, she still in the end, she still reinforces the narrative inadvertently. Like, of, she infantilizes you know, Anthe. Definitely. This is actually something that was interesting about the musical, and it's, like, I keep fucking changing the line because it's hard to squeeze into the time allotted. And I actually got into this with every single person that was helping me with the translation. Um... I'm guessing a lot of you have seen the musical. When Toga does his, like, fucking tear-down of Utena after she loses the duel, um, he says something to the effect of you're projecting this princess that you want to make Anthe onto Anthe because that's what you can't be anymore. And it's, it, the, the tone of it- Sun shared an interesting quote. All of the characters in my films, they share one commonality. It doesn't matter whether they are good or bad. It doesn't matter whether they are smart or stupid. These characters all take responsibility for their own behavior. I'm much the same. Well, Park Chan-wook. That's not true of ah, <laughs> Park Chan-wook. That's, nice. that's literally one character. That's you the had only to one pick, you get. You had to pick the director of my favorite movie, didn't you, Sen? Um, I love it. It's amazing. And, but, and it's, yeah. it's totally yeah. the thing. And that's the difference between, like, Utena's manipulation of Anthe and, like, say, Toga's or someone else's. When Utena is finally called on her manipulation of Anthe and it's put in explicit terms to her, this is what you did and you were doing this without Anthe's acceptance and awareness and you did you did this against her will. Utena like shits herself and is like, oh my god, I was a bitch and I'm sorry and this is terrible. And you know very well that a similar taking to task on, say, Toga's part, Sainz's part, or Akio's part would be met with a resounding shrug of like, yes, and that was the point. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yep. Utena didn't mean to be projecting herself onto Anthe. She wanted Anthe, like, what she meant and what she desired aren't necessarily congruent with what she did, and she regrets that when she realizes it, whereas everybody else would be like, no, no, that's that was what I was purchasing. I was I was doing that on purpose. 
so Ihara quotes, dear God. We're not and then there was silence. We're, we're not going to start listening to what uh -huh. Ihara has to say, are we? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, sometimes... That's not very death of the author. It's formatted kind of weird on my phone, but I can try. I, I love death of the author when it comes to Ikuhara, and I think he does too. <laughs> <laughs> Ikuhara explicitly rejects word of God. When a character's not a certain way, it. maybe people won't come to like them. But that's just something superficial, as what I want to write are characters that are foolish. It's their foolishness that makes them so lovable. It's not that they're cool because they're right, or they're just because they're saving their friends, but rather it's the opposite. Betraying their friends or clearly opposing society. It's in this foolishness someone able to forgive despite their foolishness. Or characters who form a connection with someone who is able to like them. I make characters with their foolishness at their center. The characters that I am able to love inside me are each foolish. You got that right, buddy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's an image. Honestly, you know what? Utena yeah, is definitely I'm, foolish. I'm she even tells Toga that. She literally says that she is. I mean, we, we spent like, what, like 10 minutes on one of our episodes talking about how dumb Utena is? <laughs> we talk about how dumb Utena is like every episode recently, and we're not going to stop now. Utena's a dumbass, and I love her. Is that my prince? But, but you know what? That's, that's <laughs> a question that the show does not answer very favorably. There's a lot of things in the show that I think are implied in its message that aren't necessarily good messages. And it glorifies Utena as the mm. fool, and I get that. But it, as it glorifies Utena as the fool, every character it portrays as intelligent, it tears down like, like a shitty Jenga game. That's something I've... That That's something I've seen in other media, too. Like, this bashing of the intellectual. Like the, the I don't want trust smart people. Nor should you, as a smart person. I Alice, you're the smart host. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm smart enough to know that smart people are shit. And I don't trust you, either. I mean, I'm mostly joking, but also, like, I mean, it's, it's, okay, so this is weird for me. It's a little weird for me to see the whole smart people are bad thing in non-Western media. Because in Western media, a lot of that goes back to the first three or four centuries where we get stuff like, um, I believe it because it's ridiculous, or which I think was shit. I think that it was origin. I don't know. Or, um, or stuff about the foolishness, foolishness, the foolish, the foolishness of the world, or like they're very Judeo Christian ideas that like got into the mirror European like everything and just stayed there until now really mm -hmm. so it's interesting for me to see that in a entirely other cultural context that it kind of be a very similar idea this idea that like sometimes what is foolish to the many what is foolish to the outside world is like not necessarily bad or there's something redeemable well like that's fair yeah <laughs> no, I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. It's just interesting for me to see it. Like, oh, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm like, I, I can trace it in like European influence stuff, but I don't really know how I would trace that everywhere else. I'm curious. <laughs> oh my god! Sen says, "So I hear Giovanna used to be a bit of a bad boy back in the day." Well, yeah, her <laughs> 
Actually, that was me, um, wasn't it? That was way more Yasha I than me. I was the one I, doing drugs and getting my bro- nose broken yeah, and stuff. I, I sat in a room making a website and playing EverQuest and masturbating. I didn't do fucking anything with my teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with all the people I know who are okay it was it was it was my own little world that i can control absolutely from the comfort of my chair <laughs> they do that <laughs> oh dear so, I, honey uh to answer your question there it was just a mosh pit i was just like partying i hadn't been in a mosh pit until i was 33 that's right she came to Dion- wait you weren't in a mosh pit until you were 33 yeah, I didn't go into a mosh pit until I was 33. She came to Dionboard with me. That said, I have been to Metallica concerts, and I went to Ozzy Osbourne concert and a Nine Inch Nails concert, all with my mother. Awesome! <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry, that just blows my mind. Like, I was in a mosh pit before I'd ever, like, noted. Like, how do you my not do that? My first concert was Nine Inch Nails. I didn't want to go in the mosh pit with my mom. I was totally, like, chill, hanging out in the back, you know, with my water. I could not survive a mosh pit. I don't go in mosh pits because I'm tiny and frail and easily broken. The mosh pit is the glory of battle. (laughs) I do not wish for the glory of battle. It's because you're weak. I am weak. There's sections to a mosh pit. There's actual sections sections to it. Yeah. Like the, the outer edges are like, too bad. They you get closer and closer to the center and it gets worse and worse and then when you get to the center they've usually got the circle going where it's super violent and people are basically just doing the circle thing. In my defense, when I did decide I was gonna go in the mosh pit, I got my ass into the front. Yes. I fought my way to the well, front. Well there you go. And yeah. we touched ninja from the outboard yes, who's crowd surfing. <laughs> yes. Absolutely blessed. Anyway, so yeah, if I was gonna do it, yeah, I was gonna do it all the way. That's why I don't try very many things. <sighs> not very anyway, good. next next question. Next, well, let's see what we got on here. Yeah, we're uh we're running a bit on time, so I'll say that we have like room for one or more, one or two questions, and then we're probably gonna have to run it because uh. If we do more than a couple more questions, producer Jimmy is going to be very upset with this recording. Uh, <laughs> we were fair producer. Poor bastard. Okay, well, pick one of these, sweetie. Yeah, what do we got? Okay, um, I'm looking at the screen. Um, okay, yeah, if you could ask Ikahara one question and only one question, what would it be? Did. We already did. did this. Yeah, we already did this. So when they it's, did, no, it's literally here. It's, what you you well, actually yes. put it there. Um, <laughs> when the no, it is. It. Find it. that's what yeah, right that's here. the one I asked. Yeah, I know. This is literally the one question that's that Vana asked Ikuhara when she had the chance he to maybe answer. ask. When when the DVDs were made by Nozomi, they went on the forum and asked us what did we want as Uchina fans and the extras. And we were like all of the interviews and all of this stuff, and that's why the extras in the um, Nozomi releases are so heavy on interviews and that content, because that's what we asked for. 
So God bless them too. Delicious interviews. And yep. one and the other thing that happened with the Nozomi DVD remaster is they got a Q&A answer where people were submitting online questions for Ikuhara and Ikuhara answered a batch of them so you could submit the one you And the question I asked is would Akio cry harder if he lost his projector or his car? And he didn't answer it. So, and that's probably still the question I would ask. So there yeah. you go. R.I.P. <laughs> you know, I have I have one, but I'm not sure it would be about Utsuma. That's fair. I have a question. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Definitely. That's my question. That's probably a question he gets a lot. <laughs> like there, there was a there was. Okay, a you know what? You know. Go ahead. I feel like I'd want to ask Ikihara if, okay, if you don't know his new, it's going to be yet again kind of gay, this time with guys. Gay boys. Ikuhara, if you could make an a, a series based off a Nintendo franchise, which one would you choose? Oh my god. Smash. Ikuhara, if you could make a game for the Nintendo Switch, what would it be? And would it just be a port of Bayonetta. The Ultimate Sega Saturn game that yeah. I could play on the Switch. Yes, please. Yes, Ikuhara would make the best fucking Bayonetta game. I ever. would play that yeah. game. Please. Although yes. that said, I would play any Bayonetta game. So yes. that doesn't mean we that. actually borrowed. I'd play it in a heartbeat. Ikuhara for next. I could see Ikuhara on a Bayonetta game. Yeah. <laughs> it would be the best fucking game ever. And Ikuhara is. I, I also want to know Ikuhara's. Ikuhara, what is your persona? Choo choo. <laughs> Excellent question. It's choo choo. Like uh, he would totally be a monkey, and it would be like choo choo, but slightly different, revealing all the time <laughs> that he's always been in the story. I desperately need to know what Ikuhara's persona would be. Which Utina character dies first in a horror movie, and it's going to be Sayonji because they always kill the one you like the least first. It's definitely Sionji. Isn't it usually the one making out? So, Utena and Afi? <laughs> no, Utena has to survive. But they don't make out till the end. She's the oh, virgin, really? so she survives. I'm guessing oh. this is like... Anthe is okay, if Anthe is not on the bad guy's side, then she's definitely, definitely the final girl. Yeah, she, yeah Anthe's, Anthe's the final girl. Yes. She yeah. turns out to be working. Oh, they kill the sluts first. <laughs> See if they... I think you should kill the sluts the first, sluts. so Akio. Akio's dead first. No, I don't think oh, Sula yeah. is going to survive, unfortunately. Like, oh, really? He's the knife-wielding redneck maniac. Oh. That's right. Akio is Leatherface. Yeah, he's Leatherface. Let's get Twitter, let's get this. Let's get this fan art. Akio is Leatherface. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's true, and you should say it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I think that Kozue would survive by systematically sacrificing and getting rid of all the others until she's the last one. Yeah, Utena, so. cabin in the woods, please. I'm please! Watch that. Someone needs to make I that. would watch the fuck out of that. I love cabin in the woods. I what are the different roles in cabin in the woods would be each one of those? Uh, who's doing Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Cows. Silence of the Cows. Me too, riding a little tricycle like in The Shining. 
Mickey and Kose can be the murder twins. Mickey and Kose can be the twins. They would be it's such murder. good murder twins. They can be murder twins. I, I, now I want to write them as murder twins. Do Great. it. Do it. Oh, that's, that's... Somebody has to be the guy in the bear suit and his partner. Akio and Toga. No. Akio and Toga. I called it. It's no. done. It's a done deal. We're done. No. Sorry. Wakaba is the ultimate villain. The end. The end. The end game villain is always no matter what kind of movie. It is. You know, I I honestly totally buy Wakaba as any kind of villain. I I yeah. like yes. Nine just physical too. She has the bear. <clears throat> it'd be like it'd be it would be Usa would be the last one and like, like creepy killer saying something would be Utana Utana my love. Utana 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 my love. That would be that would be your that would be your repetitive scary thriller thing. Okay, for some reason I'm thinking of American Horror Story, that one that has the guy that plays Spock, but he's that weird guy that's obsessed with his mother and like Is this dresses the Oh yeah. I can't believe we forgot the obvious one. Suspiria. I've actually never seen Suspiria. Wakaba has her ride in the Akio car and she comes out fine. Leave her alone. No, that's a Wakaba, that's a sign of a villain. time in the dueling arena is actually one of my favorites because it's the only it's the one that stayed with. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's really intense and sad. Yeah, like the other ones are interesting, basically, but Wakaba's hurt. Mm-hmm. I honestly tend to like get all. And it's the one that personally them. affects Udina. Yeah, I get choked up more about Wakaba's duel so than many the series sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, like, I just get more... Like, holy shit. shit. The whole, like, I wish I could be special for thing, just like... Wakaba went inside the VHS tapes and became <laughs> self-aware that she is fictional, further spiraling into depression. Fair. <laughs> now we're doing a Doki That's Doki. actually the plot to Doki Doki Literature Club. That's all I'm saying. Wakaba knows that she's a creep and a weirdo, and she wishes she was special. So fucking special. <laughs> no. Yes, <laughs> Monica. Oh Just Wakaba. Thank you for that. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so I feel like we have reached the end. Hey, what? what is the question that they ask Akio in that radio show in episode 33? Name something eternal. I feel like that should be the last question that we answer. What is it then? I would say the Kanjkola count. That's very impressive because they are a deep sea creature. How the fuck did you get them up here on normal pressure and not have them just like turn into goo? Yeah. Magic. Magic. <laughs> I'd be down for that. There's some good research to be done there. So I would say that's eternal. Progress made by research. That's not the answer, obviously, because, you know. Yeah. Because anime. Uh-huh. I mean, science is a myth we tell ourselves, Agreed. like a security blanket. Agreed. And Akio doesn't answer any of these fucking questions anyway because him and the Shadow Play girls don't get along. Okay, yeah. So the first question that Akio is asked by the Shadow Girls is, "What is something eternal?" Uh huh. 
So what is something you don't mm, know? Canned peaches, of course. Nothing. Two different questions, just right. I'm yeah, sorry, I don't right. have episode 33 memorized. I kind of feel bad about that. Oh, uh, yeah. I have the script pulled up from your website. I've done that, yes. Because <laughs> I'm guessing you don't either. Which of the following three things is eternal? A diamond, a beautiful memory, or canned peaches? Memory Canned peaches. Yeah. Memories peaches. are fucking liquid. Memories. Canned peaches can even survive memory the apocalypse. Lies, so canned maybe, peaches. Maybe. What's this shit? Diamonds are forever. Dude, nice. I didn't know this shit. I didn't know this. I'm gonna say canned peaches. Same. Diamonds are forever. I'll be damned. See the fucking Bond movie? Diamonds are forever. I'm not the only certainly Bond fan. I'm not lying. Sorry, I'm with Chinese mythology. Canned peaches. That's good shit, dude. Another question from episode 33. Of the following three choices, which is the miracle? Edison's invention, a meeting with a prince, a can of coelacanth. Tesla. Tesla. Well, Edison didn't invent anything, so that's not. (laughs) Tesla was robbed. (laughs) It's true. Um. Whichever one is the least Edison like. Well, meetings with princes seem to be a fucking dime a dozen at a Tory Academy, so I'm not going to get too hung up on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Kelican. <laughs> yeah, that's all that is. In other words, something Akio might like. Diamonds are nothing but shiny rock, but that rock is going to still be there when your memories are gone because you are fucking dead. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, but that diamond will still be stowed away in a pile of other diamonds by some rich asshole that's controlling them. So what? And doling exists. them out single-handedly so what? to people to keep it their prices exists. high. So that sounds like some real Akio shit, so maybe diamonds. Diamonds. Yeah, diamonds. it might be diamonds. Diamonds. Diamonds are forever. JK, we're a JoJo podcast now. <laughs> I need to watch JoJo. You thought it was an Utena podcast, but it was- But it was me, a JoJo podcast. <laughs> oh. That's it, that's what we're calling it. It was me, a JoJo podcast, that's it. That's all we've got. I feel like it's time to end now. See you later, motherfuckers. I'm gonna do our outro stuff. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtanaiCast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Alice, where can they follow you on Twitter? They can find me at Lyrewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. And Gio and Yasha, where can people find you on the internet? There are lots of places where they can do that, but where should they do that? <laughs> O-H-T-O-R-I dot N-U. And everything else is linked there. The Twitter, the Tumblr, and all that is linked right on the site. It's not hard to find. Just Google Empty Movement or put Empty Movement in that Twitter box thing and it makes it show up. <laughs> yeah, literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. And our friends who have been here in the voice chat with us, uh, I'm not going to dictate which of you should speak first, but if you so wish to be found, where can people find you unless you don't want to be found in which you can just say, that's fine, you abdicate your uh, access to internet. That's My Twitter funny. account is Gigapuri. And my AO3 account is Shamanic Shaman, in case you ever want to read my crappy fan fiction. Hmm. It's not crappy. I make everybody read mine. Aw, so. oh, thanks. There. 
<laughs> I'm alright being the shadow behind the throne, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shadow in front of the throne and behind it. You're just the throne. Sen is the shadow behind the shadow. (laughs) Man, where am I? And Oscar's like standing like right there on the Twitch. Sen slash Fatal on on Twitter. And also Oscar runs the Utena bot because Oscar is an angel. Yes, go follow Oscar. Oscar does great content on the internet. Let's uh, let's see if we can make Sam scream once more to say goodbye. Right. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty. Really, I think that's all the goodbye we're gonna get. Have a good one, everyone. Later. <laughs> good night. Bye. 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 the world, everybody. Woo. See you later, motherfuckers. Or no, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. <laughs>